so this is a talk pop C created by Dina Schattenkirk. Mm-hmm. It's means philosophical ontological party club talk about art. The today's theme is artist cognition. My name is Martin Nietzsche and I'm from Prague. Mm-hmm. And your name is Amanda Jones and I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Lovely to meet so, you. What's the origin of our talk? Would you like to bring some experience with art? Um, if I can just step back two seconds. Um, yes. I met Dina very, very recently. Um, and I'm, because I'm visiting from Australia, I'm on a scholarship. And she sent me the invite and said, why don't you come along? And that's as much as I know. So I've never spoken to a philosopher before. <laughs> And I'm not entirely prepared for um, your deep and meaningful questions, but (laughs) I'm really happy to talk about art. Um, I don't know how much I can contribute to your conversation, but I'll try. Talking to philosophers is is simple. (laughs) We we are usually very simple people asking simple questions, Uh, but constantly this makes us philosophers. Okay. But... Well, um, let's start with, with some experience with art. Mm-hmm. What's, what, what is touching you? What, what's, the, what's the art you prefer? It's visual or audio or whatever? Um, I'm a very visual person, mm. so I love visual art. Um, my husband's an architect, Great. so I think I have a reasonable eye for design and I do appreciate aesthetic Um, it may not be everyone's aesthetic but I mean I think I've got a fairly strong view about what I what I like Um, so we have art at home we collect some again not necessarily art of any great value financially but just things that we like so I like to be in an environment that I feel is aesthetic Um, my aesthetic so for me that it's actually very important and I think it has probably influenced me more than I think Um, I have no artistic skill whatsoever (laughs) me neither so I can't draw I can't paint I can't sculpt but um yeah actually actually for this theme artist cognition the skills are not important yes, yes yeah well, but, but yeah, so. I think I can appreciate. Yeah, I think design is really important, yeah. and I think if you look at architecture, for example, and the creation of spaces um, where people feel good and comfortable, it's actually very important. Um, yeah. I think people aren't always aware of the value of that space and environment. But maybe subconsciously um, they feel more relaxed or more energised about, you know, without really being aware that it's the space they're in. So, yeah, I I like light. I don't like being in dark places. That does... It it actually really does impact the way I feel and my mood. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I appreciate good design in that sense yeah. from what you said it's important uh, the, the fact that you have art at home so that the art and design create the home and 
I think it's, it's the most important uh, role of the works of art to create environment. Exactly. And yep. if we speak about cognition as it is related to art, uh, cognition doesn't need to mean always concepts and yep. science in this sense, but also it's, it's, it's more bodily. Well, mm. when, when we are immersed in a specific environment, this is in a way cognition too. Yep, exactly. And it's, it's thinking too. Yep. So. And I think art in terms of music, again, I have no music skills whatsoever, um, you know, but I do. We, we actually listen to a lot of music at home as opposed to we don't watch a lot of television. So um, music is really important uh, to my husband and my daughter and, and we do listen to music a lot. And again, I think that... Um, that has such a powerful impact on you, um, your mood. Um, because I'm away from home at the moment, it's really interesting and I've spent a lot of time on my own um, and I listen to my music and, yeah, I think about home and people. So there's a... There, and it's really quite visceral in a sense, like, and, and you feel that connection to home or to people or to place. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine a world without music and, um, exactly. you know, That's being able to actually, my mother is quite hard of hearing and I, I, you know, you think about that sense of really not being able to fully enjoy that. Um, and um, in terms of thinking, uh, do you have uh, different rooms at your house or at your home which are designed differently, which impacts the way you think? For example, do you deliberately choose different rooms for different feelings, different emotions? Yeah, that's yeah probably. Um, we have a an old Art Deco home, so right. the lounge has these beautiful curved windows, um, and we have no curtains, <laughs> so we just get all, which is not necessarily great all the time, but um, we love the light, and so that's that's a really beautiful space if you just you just want to sit down on the couch and you just want to listen to some music, and you know, particularly if it's. Uh, light and you've got you know the light coming in and I mean that's a really nice sort of feel um, I mean I'll listen to music in the kitchen but usually you know you're in a you're doing a different thing you're in a different mode if you're cooking or you know cleaning or whatever so um, you probably interpret the music in a different way I guess yeah well, light is important light, yeah. light is the medium uh, for visual art, of course, yep. but in a way also for music, because the, the space is filled with light and the music needs this space. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There is a philosopher uh, from Europe, from Paris actually, whose name is Merleau-Ponty, and he died in 1964, I think think or 61 uh, but he theorized this this uh, way how uh, art both music and visual art 
create a space and uh, create an, an environment. How it how it involves your your body. Mm. It's it's not only that you sit into the living room, for example, full of art. It's the art creates a new space. So so you sit in the space of art simply. Yeah, that's that's important. And I do, so. yeah. And I think it really, as I said before, I think it really does impact on your emotions. Exactly. Like, I, and and you know, sometimes if you if you do actually close your eyes when you're listening to some music, I mean, you you can sort of visualize lots of different things. So clearly, I mean, I don't know the science behind it, but um, you know, it 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 obviously has a real impact. And you are seeing things with your eyes closed, um, and yeah. So maybe it's that heightened. Your your senses are heightened, or certain senses are heightened in a different way. I mean, I you know I don't know, but it it has a real it has a real impact. Yeah. Do you see some difference between visual and acoustic art, between visual, visual art and music? Um. I think I'm probably more receptive to visual, yeah. perhaps. Um, I think I think there are differences, um, but it, it, you know they're, they're interdependent too. Um, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe music is, is more immersive, and the visual art somehow keeps the distance, and. In this way, it, it gives you the place. So, so you sit or stand here, observing the art, and maybe thinking about your own position in life, in this year, in this month. I don't know. It's, mm. Yeah. Uh, in the Czech Republic, I'm from the Czech Republic, we have a strong, a long tradition of uh, glass sculptures or even sculptures made from light because okay. you, you, you use the medium of glass to create a sculpture yep. of light actually yep so yep. Uh, and i live in this region oh wow it's, it's okay. very interesting what they can create mm -hmm. and so people in my region usually have some something from glass very fine objects okay. to to experience what you just spoke about. Yeah, yeah. And it makes me think to like, you, you know, if you go into a place where there's beautiful stained glass, and so you see, I yes. mean, it's it's a it's it's a design, it's it's glass making, it's a skill, a craft, um, a piece of, well, it's art, um, but you've got the additional play of light, and and that's beautiful. I mean, I'm not a religious person but if you go into a church and you see um you know the chagall um exactly. uh windows in in yeah. you know a particular church in france or something like yes. that that i saw yes. many many years ago i mean you can't help but feel i mean it's an it's it's just a beautiful thing color yeah, i mean you don't even have to know it's the artist or it's just yeah. something that you can appreciate because it's the color um, and the and the light, um, so that's yeah. always beautiful. These church windows, 
it, it's painting, but painting connected to light, which mm. even physically creates the environment, which is yeah. which is good. Just like and this sound creating yeah. this wonderful environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in this way, maybe also these trees, as yes. they are like uh, allowing the light to come in a certain way. Yeah. Also, also create the space. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's natural, but beautiful. In a way, parks are also works of art. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I was, I was, uh, well, last year I was in Zurich. Okay. Uh, there's beautiful church with Chagall's. Um, oh, okay. How is it? Stained windows, the stained glass. Stained glass. Stained yes. Glass, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But. Uh, apart from Chagall, that there are some s not stained glasses, but windows made from stone. When you cut oh. the stone very thin, it, it can let the light in. So it's like a translucent, yeah, yeah, beautiful. It was touching. It was, yeah. it was like okay. the earth shining into the church. And I thought, well, this is the way I, I might like Christianity. This, this That's like earthbound. Mm -hmm beautiful way of religious experience it, mm. it was i don't forget i i don't remember the name of, of the artists okay. but it was in zurich i think it was the church where calvin first preached uh, the reformation and, and started okay. the protestant movement wow <laughs> <laughs> that's good so great but i've, I've actually um been finding all the different parks in Manhattan because mm -hmm. what I found interesting on this visit is that um, you know everyone talks about New York as this sort of concrete jungle but it's actually very green yes. you know I mean apart yeah. from Central Park which is incredible but yeah there are a lot of small parks and a, you know little private gardens and and it really it, it does change the environment and um, I mean, obviously softens it, but I've been, yeah, you know, I've found some great little places that I, I, I never knew were here. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It is beautiful. Yeah. That's, and I'm not sure, but I, I, uh, I believe that parks are public. So it's, it's a, and they used to be uh, created publicly, is it? Uh, compared to all the skyscrapers, which are private and, Built yes. by the private companies, so this this is a, a work of art, funded publicly, in the middle of the yeah, concrete yeah. jungle. I mean, when you when you think about the scale of Central Park, I yeah. mean, it was it was incredibly visionary to, to think. You know, when you think about the cost of real estate, but um, it is, yeah. I mean, it's the lungs of New York. I mean, it, it but it's just so beautiful and different parts have a different feel about them but um yeah look most there are some little community gardens and there are f i've seen a few private see, gardens yeah, but yeah. mainly mainly it's all ac accessible to the public which is you know a wonderful thing yeah it's it's beautiful we have a long tradition in prague of the community gardens so you still can find well, 150 years old oh, wow. community yeah. gardens and these are not only lungs of the city, but also the, how to say, lungs of the community. It's, yep. it's, yeah, yeah. 
And yeah. I, I think particularly in New York, because, I mean, putting aside COVID, which has been, everyone's been isolated, but, you know, you've got a harsh winter, so people are inside. And that's, it's wonderful being here at the moment because, you know, there are longer evenings, it's warm, and everyone's out. And they are in the gardens, they're by the water, or you know, in the parks, yeah. and and you can see that community. You know, people are having picnics yeah. and barbecues, and and they also think. I saw many people reading books. Yes, and yes, yes. Yeah. Being somehow immersed in in thinking yeah, and yeah. doing no, philosophy actually it, without it, schools. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, it is really, um, it's really positive. It's yeah. and it it's made me think about you know. When I go back to Australia, we, off, m m not everyone, we have lots of people living in apartments, but we've got a, a sort of a, a very long tradition of people living in homes with their own gardens, individual gardens. Yeah. And while people use parks, it just makes me reflect on, you know, do we have the same sort of life and activity in our parks? Um, I mean, people use them, but I, but I think because you've got your own garden, there's less of a need to to go into a community park, yeah. and therefore that community yeah. may be not as strong. I, I don't know. I have to, you know, I'm not saying people don't use parks in Australia, but I, I think there's a difference because of the way we traditionally live. Um, yeah, yeah, that's but that's the urban life. Because yes. people on the countryside don't need parks, but also the usually they don't have works of art at home, right? <laughs> And still they can be philosophers, but in a different way, because the, the, the work on the garden, the rhythm of, of year, rhythm of plant, planting, the, you know, gardening, that's, that's also... It's, it's a different theme, actually. It would yeah. be garden as cognition, not art as cognition, which we have to keep to. <laughs> I've got yeah, some landscape architect friends, so I'm sure they yeah. see art and um, landscape and, yeah. uh, and they're, very, they're very yeah. talented. Um, they're very talented landscape architects. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's not just planting. There, there's a lot of design and yeah, thought and creating. Um, they, they talk about um, creating rooms. I mean, they're, they're, they're outdoor rooms, um, you know, and, 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 yeah, creating an environment um, that's obviously green, but, but more than just planting trees yeah. I know I know yeah. I know but so, obviously yeah. it's mm. the near, near the place where I live uh, there there is a n n empty countryside simply which was uh, populated by Germans and after the World War II they were simply expelled right and then the Russian army came at, at was a military area and in 90s it was emptied again and now there are remains of, of old villages you see just bricks in the um, in the woods and we do a festival there of land mm -hmm. art they, they come every year for a week residence and 
they try somehow to re uh, reshape the village using um, making sculptures okay using the land art simply tools okay. they have it's it's very touching so when does that festival happen uh, it's it's usually in June okay every June it's, I'm, I'm coming back from New York just directly to go straight to, there, yeah, straight there. Exactly. excellent that sounds wonderful and as the they speak about the genius Lotzi I don't know if you know what I mean it's, it's a Latin expression of the spirit of the place okay we, we pronounce it genius Lotzi it's it's in Latin okay I don't know the Latin word yeah, but okay I, I understand to translate it's the spirit the of the spirit. place okay and yep. the the Latin people believe that every place has these spirits and that architecture or building house or doing simply everything must must be in agreement with those spirits. And specifically this this empty countryside has has a strong spirit. And the art can really re, like recall and reflect that. Reflect yes. That. Yeah. Okay. And so, are there different artists that display their work each yeah. each year? Okay. Yeah. Every year, different artists okay. come. Okay, fantastic. It's a land art, and it's also a thinking, because mm. they, they have to uh, represent or re recreate the the village, which once used to be there and is no longer yeah. there. Yep. Okay. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, do we have a conclusion maybe of our talk? Some, some philosophical thought? What, what do you think? <laughs> what would you suggest? Um, oh. If we conclude by saying, uh, or just for me, a reflection that um, while I haven't thought about space and architecture and I guess design necessarily in a um, philosophical way, um, I think innately I un maybe understand some of that yeah. without understanding all the, <laughs> the sort of, I don't know, academic side of it, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's not about academics. It's about it's about experience, and okay. the, maybe in in the conclusion, I would like to use a notion of a topology. Okay. If, if you understand, it's um, art could be a, in a way a topology of experience, topology of thinking that uh, helps you to situate your thoughts and uh, lo localize or locate your thoughts that's that's important yeah so art is a topology of thinking i Maybe. like that oh, great <laughs> it's, so that's our conclusion that's why you're the philosopher oh. <laughs> i like that uh, <laughs> thank you thank you thank, thank you, you.